Hey, 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 my friends, it's Jay coming at you with another episode of the Life Next Level podcast. I'm going solo this time. I'm just going to talk uh, or gloss, gloss over an article I recently wrote called 10 Simple Ways You Can Live a Better Life by Living in the Moment. I will drop a link in the show notes in case you want to read the full article. I'm definitely not reading it verbatim. I'm just going to kind of, like I said, gloss over it and tell some personal stories and stuff. So... I'll start with a personal story. Actually, um, it really all started in my early thirties, uh, which is which is is a regret for me. We'll talk about regrets in this, but uh, I look back at my in, at my twenties and I realized I wasn't living my life to the fullest at all. Like, in fact, I was like, "What the hell was I doing in my twenties? I, I feel or I felt at the time like my twenties were wasted." Now I won't say that right now, but at the time I, I was I was very distraught. Of course, some personal things happened to to spark this to happen. I lost a close friend, and that really made me rethink my life. Uh, who is my age? And uh, and I had just taken my first trip to another country. So all of those things combined uh, really made me question what the hell I was doing. Um, now I'm sure you felt this way. I'm sure you've looked back, or or even you've looked at your life current, like right now, and you've said, "I'm not living my life to the fullest. I'm not doing everything I could be doing. I'm not enjoying myself as much as I should be enjoying myself." And and everyone, uh, you should be enjoying yourself, no matter what you're going through. Uh, this this is our life to live, and it should not be li- lived filled with as much stress and anxiety and shit that we fill it with, man. It just shouldn't be. But. Anyway, we all do it. We all do it. It's it's just kind of how we're wired. But hopefully this kind of helps you to start to live it in the moment a little bit better because I believe that living your life in the moment is a way to begin to live a happier and more fulfilling life. So I'm sure that you felt uh, every day at times that you're, you're, you're dwelling on past mistakes, regress, regrets or missed opportunities or that you're overwhelmed and maybe scared and anxious about what could happen tomorrow to focus on what's happening right now. And I feel you. I, I, I'm there a lot. Um, and I've, I've spent too, too many years of my life time traveling, as I like to call it, and not living in the present moment. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, now, going on to what does it mean to live in the or what does living in the moment mean and why should you care? Now, living in the moment, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious what it means. It's not trying to hide anything, but one of the ways that I like to think of it as is that I, I remember uh, this interview. I never actually saw the actual interview, but I read about it a lot. And it's uh, maybe you guys know him. It's a, it's a musician named Warren Zivon. It was his last appearance on David Letterman, and he was dying from mesotheliomia. And David Letterman asked him if there's any advice he had for everyone watching. And his response was was um, simple yet epic to me, and it was, uh, enjoy every sandwich. And I just love that, and I think about it quite a bit. I write about it quite a bit, and I think I talk about it quite a bit. <laughs> Even, you may have heard it in another episode of this podcast if you've listened, but... The truth is we spend our lives dwelling on the past or projecting into the future and not as not enough of our time enjoying the present moment. And that's really what he's getting at there. So 10 ways to be mindful and live in the moment. All right. One, live in the moment to avoid worry. Worry happens when we constantly think about the future. Really, like when we're worried about something, it's usually something that hasn't happened yet. A lot of times it's things that are out of our control. Uh, you know, I will tell you a very, on a very personal level, uh, my my parents aren't doing so great right now. And so, yes, I think about it a lot. 
uh, but there's nothing I can do right now. And so it's, it's not easy to do, but I, I, I'm still trying to live my life without thinking about that right now. And, and I know that's, that's hard. It, it seems like a harsh example, but, but it's, just, it's just the truth. There's, there's things that bring us down that we think about in the future, and there's nothing we can do about them. Now, there are the things that we can do about too. But if you, were, if you stress about them in the future too much, I mean, you're just bringing yourself down. If you focus on the moment, you have a much better chance of not letting that impact you in the way that you're thinking. Because what we always do is we think worst case scenario. We think about future things we can control. Maybe you started a side hustle. Maybe you, you're going for a new job. Maybe, um, you know, you start to think about what, what happens if I get sick or, or what if I lose my job or what if the stock market crashes? And it's, it's all of this stuff that, that you play the game of worst case scenario in your head. And then it really, it brings you down. It's, it's, it's as if the worst case scenario has already happened. And here's the truth. Our brains can't tell the difference between reality and imagined reality. So when I was in Thailand, I, I quit my job. I started um, a couple small businesses when I was over there and I would have, I went there alone. Right. So I would have uh, days that I just struggled with self-doubt and I just was asking myself what the hell I was doing. And then I would just think about what happened if I failed. What if I run out of money and I'm in Thailand? What if this doesn't work? What are, what are people going to think? Um, and you just stress your out with you stress yourself out with that. And so, I realized I would start walk like I would take a walk over lunch, and and I would be distraught and almost just like filled with with self doubt over all this stuff that hasn't happened yet. And I would even you know walk with my head down, and and I wasn't my normal self. But on a day that was good, when I walked around, I would I would have a smile on my face, and I would exude self confidence, and I would talk to more people, and more people would talk to me. You know, people can tell. So, what that what that does though is when you're walking around already defeated, I mean, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. So if you let that drag you down right now, it, it, it's already happening. So the idea is if you can. When you think about the future, if you can think about the successful aspect of it and not the unsuccessful aspect of it and not the failure aspect of it, but think about what could happen if you succeed and then try to snap back to to right now. So number two, living in the moment to avoid regret. While regrets are typically always uh, our past, our past mistakes, our past things coming back to us to to eat at us about about something that you failed at, something you didn't try to do, or something that you did that you regret, something you said, something you did, you feel guilt or shame, or you didn't seize the day when an opportunity came. I, I had this opportunity in my mid-20s to launch a business with my friends. They were already going to launch it, and they had invited me to do it with them. Um, and I said no, because it was in a different city, and I thought about it for a month, and I can think about right now every excuse that I had and every single one was was just that. It was an excuse. It was all fear. I was scared of moving. I was scared of losing my friends. I was scared of what would happen with with a girl I was seeing. I was it was all just this stuff that that it was a fear based decision. I said no and I I've regretted it for so long. So regret over something you did or didn't do can be crippling. It'll weigh you down and ruin your day. But the honest truth it is a harsh one is that no matter how much we think about having a redo, of going back and changing it, of, of what if it had happened differently, we can never go back. The past is over and it just it no longer exists. But the past is there to help you build a better future. 
mistakes and regrets, they're there for you to learn from. And a lot of times when we dwell on the past, we maybe haven't learned from those mistakes. And I, I think we all have the problem with learning from mistakes. Maybe we don't want to think that deeply on it because it hurts and we think that deeply, but yet it keeps coming back to us. And when we let it come back to us, we're bringing it into the, into the present again. And then it creates new feelings of failure, loss, and sadness. And really what we have to do is figure out what it is that we have to learn from that and make sure it never happens again and then start to let it go. Uh, sometimes a little, a little tip, sometimes a journal can help greatly with these things uh, because a lot, sometimes you don't know why, why you feel the way you feel about something or you don't know the deeply rooted meaning. Maybe you know on a surface level, but maybe there's something deeper that keeps eating away at you. And when you start to journal about it, just write about it, some things will start to pop up. So number three, so <laughs> as you guys know, I have a tendency to ramble. Uh, it's just, it's my thing. And probably uh, you won't get as much information, but if you if you read the article, you would be through it before I'm through it. Because <laughs> I'm only at number three, but um, I think I have some good information outside of the article to give. So uh, I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. Sorry. So ditch the ultimate distraction. Technology is a great thing. I, I've met people around the world and, and I can keep in touch with them right now. I can message somebody from anywhere in the world, um, any wherever my friends are. I can, I can travel around and call my parents at any time. I can see pictures of my friend's wedding that I missed uh, in, in England because I couldn't go to England at the time. But I get to see pictures on Facebook. And so it, it, it's a great thing, but it's also uh, ultimately distracting. It, uh, not only is it distracting when you're trying to work and accomplish things, but it's distracting when you're trying to um, hang out with your friends and be around people and be around your parents. I just see... Well, let me ask you this. Either think back to, to if, you, if you go out to eat often with your friends or, or maybe you're going too soon. What's it like when you walk into a restaurant? If you look around and see what everyone's doing at every table, whether they're at a table with two people or four people or they're sitting at a bar and talking to people next to them, almost to a T, everyone has their phones. They're, everyone's distracted by alerts and talking on the phone and texting, even while they're talking. It's, it's bizarre. And I, I've been guilty of it, too, I, although I, I'm very cognizant of it now. So I try to I try to keep that to a minimum. One thing I've learned is almost almost no alerts, almost no emails, almost no text messages, almost no calls are an emergency. So I'm starting to do a better job of getting back to people on my time, especially when I'm working too. I, I turn my phone on silent and set it upside down so as to not be distracted. And then when I take a break, I look at it. Um, and I try to do that with email too. Um, but it's it's just it's just very distracting and and. You, you kind of spend your days and nights if it gets bad in, in an imaginary online world and you forget to talk to people and do what we what what our species is used to doing which is like talking to people face to face and body language and and we just seem to have lost that and number four it, it kind of piggybacks on that because it's, it's titled bring back this lost art and it's, I'm talking about listening. Listening really is a lost art. We, we've seem to have lost that human connection in, in the listening. Um, when you made eye contact, listen, learn, and then ask questions about what you learned. I remember I would have dinner with my girlfriend and we made it a point to turn our phones on silent and set them upside down. And at the very least, that dinner was just her and I. And it was, it was 
one of the best things that I've done. And I try to do that even if I'm just going out to happy hour now. I, I, I like to set my phone upside down and not let it distract me if I'm talking to people, even if I don't know them. Um, and, I, and I will tell you, I will tell you something else. Uh, if you're sitting, whether it's in a meeting or you're just talking to friends or you're talking to someone that you met, if you sit back, listen, don't interject because we love to do that too. interrupt and bring our side of things out and just sit back and listen, but listen with the intent of understanding, make eye contact, watch their body language, listen and try to understand whether you agree with them or not. And then when they're done talking, ask a thought provoking question about what, so you can learn more about what they were saying. And then you can talk about your side of things, but you will be considered the wisest person in the room. And, uh, and if, if it's your goal, you will meet so many people and make so many new friends by doing this. It's, it's amazing. All people want a lot of times is for somebody to listen to them, no matter what it's about. So uh, learn to listen and you will meet many new people, make new friends and gain so much knowledge and experience from other people. You'll learn to be more empathetic. There's just so much that comes with it. Number five, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Well, I, I have a pretty chaotic life. I have a couple small businesses. I, I write for people. I do some marketing for people. Um, I do a lot of stuff and it can get very chaotic. And sometimes I let that chaos get to me. Uh, I visited my friends and family in, in Minnesota over the holidays and, and I was working 12 hour days and I trapped myself inside with a closed door many days. And uh, hey, sometimes we have things to do, but also it kind of can distract you from from the things that are going on in life and things that will be meaningful to you. Um, it's just really no way to go through life. So there's, there's a balance there somewhere. And this also works with, with your to-do list and with work because we get so stressed out. We try to move so fast that a lot of times the things that we do aren't up to par or we're not happy with the final result or, you know, anything like that. Maybe you missed something. Whereas if you slow down, and then you, you just focus on what you have to. You slow down, don't overthink it, and then you move on. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's a, a quote from a good friend and a mentor that I had. And uh, yeah, so slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So instead of getting all stressed out, slow down, focus on the task at hand, and it'll smooth everything out and smooth is fast. And then, you know, don't get so stressed out about taking a long lunch sometimes. Um, just slow down, enjoy it, go back, and then focus on what you have to. Six, spend five minutes an hour living in the present moment. This is just more of a hack. So as a way to get used to living in the present moment, uh, when you take a five-minute break sometimes in an hour, or maybe you do it twice an hour or once every two hours, but, you know, try to do it a few times a day at least, uh, just, just take a five-minute break. Don't go on your phone. Don't go on your computer. Look around and describe to yourself everything you see, hear, smell, taste, and feel. Um, it's just a trick to getting yourself back in the present moment instead of continuously getting lost um, in the past or, or, or future or, um, or getting distracted by all the stuff that you have to do that day. Seven, underschedule yourself. It took me so long to realize that my problem wasn't with getting things done. It was with overscheduling every day on my to-do list. I would cram as much on my to-do list as I could, thinking it was a way to 
to get more done, but it increased my stress levels. It, it, <laughs> it, uh, well, it, it ruined my, it would ruin so many of my nights because I, I would get half of my to-do list done. And so I would look at it at the end of the day and I was exhausted. Maybe it was 7 PM because I'd worked too long then trying to get more done. And I'd have to move. I couldn't even be happy about all the check marks because there were so many blanks where check marks should be. And I had to move them all to the next day. So then I would get discouraged and mad at myself. And I, I really didn't realize that really it, it was it was me on my to-do list. So a couple of things you can do about this. Well, first, I'll tell you the software that helped me figure that out it was called Focuster, F-O-C-U-S-T-E-R. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, really cool um, app for, for your to-do list. Um, one of the things that you can really do instead of cramming everything in your day, or if you really want to cram everything in your day, is just focus on the, the top three things that you need to do. And then you can focus on the next three when you're done with those. Because a huge to-do list just stresses you out all day long. And it's a lot like multitasking, which I'm going to talk about next. It's just, it's more stress than, than it's good. So you can either write down your to-do list. I like to do it the night before. That's huge to me. Write down your to-do list and just focus on the top three and then move to the next three. Or you write down only the th- three things that you absolutely have to do that day and write everything else on a to-do list for tomorrow. And then when you're done with those three things, move over to the most important things from tomorrow today. So a couple different ways you can go about it. Number eight, one thing at a time. Multitasking, my friends, is BS. I used to consider myself a great multitasker until I realized that there really is no great multitasker. Multitasking stresses you out. It doesn't let you focus on one thing at a time. And you're so focused on the other stuff that you have to do that that you don't do as well on the things that you sh- that you're focused on, should be focused on right now. Um, and... And uh, also when you're jumping from task to task, which tends to happen when you have a bunch of stuff on your list, jumping back and forth just wastes so much time because you have to get back into the groove. I mean, they say it wastes like 20 minutes to jump from task to task. So instead, focus on monotasking. The one thing that you have to do right now, and that's it. Focus on it. When it's done, you can focus on the next. Kind of goes hand in hand with the last thing I was talking about, although I said top three. So still select your top three if you want to, but just focus on the one that's at hand and then go to the next one. Number nine, forgive and forget. This one gets a little bit deeper. Anger, resentment, and jealousy are all things we can do without in a given day. They they add stress. They make us sad. Uh, And the truth is when, when when you're holding a grudge, you're the one suffering. Uh, I'm sure you've been there, I've been there, and you know what I'm talking about. Anger is distracting, it's stressful, it keeps you from enjoying the moment, it it depresses you um, at times. Even minor quibbles can take over your day. I I recently had just a minor thing with a friend and just a little disagreement, and uh, all day the next day I was distracted. And so I just just called him and I just said, hey, I have to just get it off my chest. I'm sorry, this is is why it happened. I'm sorry that it happened. He did the same, and we're good. I know it's not always that easy. Sometimes it's bigger things, but uh, even little things can spiral. So little or big, they can drag you down. So if you can, do yourself a favor and forgive and forget. Um, I've seen friendships, so many friendships ruined, uh, relationships ruined, because both parties are just too stubborn to even think about being saying I'm sorry. And most most of the time, there's two people at fault, no matter, almost no matter what it is. There, there's two people to blame in almost everything that happens. Um, so, yeah, just don't let that happen to you. Um, 
someday looking back on your life, you're going to, you're going to realize that forgiving and forgetting was either one of the best things you did for yourself or you're going to regret that you didn't do it. And, and you let something so small in the grand scheme of things ruin something so great. And 10, the final one, finally there, guys. Uh, value experience more than anything. I, I've visited quite a few other countries, not as many as some of my friends, but I've visited more than 20. And one thing that stands out to me is that America may be like one of the most materialistic countries on the planet because almost to a T, every other place I've been, they value experiences and relationships much more than anything. Um, and, and we tend to value money and, and material possessions a lot. I wouldn't say more than anything, but we, we value them a lot. Uh, money I get, I, I, and I don't, I mean, I have material possessions too, but money I understand. And, you know, we all want to feel comfortable. Money causes a lot of stress or lack of money causes a lot of stress. And I know we all want to be there, so I get that. But we all want to strive for better. Um, but instead of instead of competing with the Benjamins down the street and trying to get a bigger boat or better car, you know, we should be focusing on, yes, sure, make money. But what about what about experiences and the relationships that we have? Because that that's the stuff that you're going to remember later on. Um, that's what will help you live in the moment is take a vacation to another country and learn, meet another, meet other people and learn another culture, um, or take your relationships to the next level, friendships or more, uh, just, just every friendship you have has a chance to be better than it is. And I think that we, we are all pretty distracted and we don't talk as much as we should and we don't get together as much as we should. And I think that that is something that we'll all regret later on. So it is, uh, it's time to start living your life in the moment. That, that, that's basically it. So, um, hey, I still struggle at, struggle at times. I, I really do. Although I would say I'm better than a lot because I've put a lot of time and effort into it. It's still a struggle because we're not wired to do that by society or maybe by our parents or from school. It's, it's just not something that we're wired to do. And, um, Life is hard. It's distracting. It's demanding. It's stressful and it's scary. Uh, but no matter if you're having a bad day or a week, you're under a huge time crunch. You're trying to launch your your first e-commerce store. Or trying to get a side hustle going. You'll live a better life if you're living in the moment. So go through the list above. Try to keep it with you. Hit the article if you want. Um, again, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but but the truth is this yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Today is all you've got. And there is beauty everywhere around you. The people, the things, the places. We just have to take a little time to take a deep breath and notice it every once in a while. In the words of someone wiser than me, enjoy every sandwich. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time on the Life Next Level podcast.